1: On the left wing for the win, he shoots and scores. Five, four, Edmonton in overtime. Across the five, the goose is loose. Touchdown, Elks. Straight forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elves. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law.
0: All right. Jets leading the Sharks 1-0 with 4 minutes and 14 seconds left. In the second period, the Panthers having their way with the Penguins to this point. Oh, actually, Pittsburgh just scored. Oh, Jake Gensel, still a Penguin for the moment. He just got his 23rd of the season, but it is 4-1 for the Panthers over the Penguins. All the scoring in the second period, uh, now about four and a half minutes left in the second period there. And one other game coming up tonight in the NHL. It is the Wild against the Coyotes. The Oilers traveled today. So their game tomorrow in St. Louis on 630 Chet of course. Oilers now will be at 3. The face-off show will be at 430 and the game will start at 6 as uh, the Oilers had that very entertaining 8-4 win over the Detroit Red Wings last night. The Oilers farm team in action tonight as well. They are just getting going. The biggest field Condors on the road facing the Colorado Eagles for the second straight night If you may, as you may have uh, just heard Brendan Escott discussing the uh, Condors Got the win over the Eagles last night. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Reed Wilkins with you. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I love all of you. Even you, Jeff and St. Albert. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by Teed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Teed Pro all the way. You can email the show, InsideSports, at 630Ched.com. Kellen, uh, why don't we start the show mm-hmm. with a six-assist love letter to Connor McDavid? Here we go. To the blue line, to Nurse, across the line, to CC.
1: he'll shoot, Scott. Nugent Hopkins out to the middle. Scores! Evan Bouchard! Wide open, right between the hash marks. And the Oilers are up 3-1. Bouchard to McDavid, now to Nugent Hopkins. Skates through center. Into the Detroit end, cuts through the middle. Shoots! Scores! sheet says it all. Um, six, six assists, six um, plus six, uh, no power play time. And he was, he was skating. You know, he was one of the few guys that was skating for a full 60 minutes. And the plays that he made tonight were um, pretty phenomenal. And, you know, if he's not on top for a game, we're probably not winning that one. Sider being pestered by McDavid who steals. Oh, to shot the same rebound. Scores! What an effort by Dylan Holloway! And the Oilers are up 4-3. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you can only dream of a game like that. It's pretty incredible. It's fun to, fun to watch. Um, he deserves it too. He brings it every day in practice. Brings it every game. So, he had a great
1: game tonight. Schrott goes in behind his goal. He'll give it away. And the pass comes in front of the net. Scott Great forechecking pressure from Connor McDavid. Puck brought in by McDavid. Down the right wing, up backhand, in front, Scars. Amanda Kane. what a setup! I mean, he won us the
2: game. Uh, he played unbelievable. I think he was a little mad that he got shut out last game, and it showed tonight. He came out with some fire and played unbelievable. Yeah, I've never seen that before.
1: Off the right wing to McDavid, to the middle. He'll pass across, Scars. Nugent Hopkins! Went right off of them and in, and the Oilers are up 8-4, and that's another McDavid assist. we high six assists for Connor McDavid tonight. A couple lucky ones. I think the first one's a little lucky. Nuge makes a great play on one. Um, Nuge makes a good
2: play on a couple. So, um, yeah, Playing with some good players, obviously, and um,
0: I think it was a good night. Alright, so yes, a good night indeed. In the end, let's face it, the second period was dreadful by the Oilers. I would categorize that as one of their worst periods of the year, and I would even include the opening 12 games of the season, in which they went 2-9-1. and one. I mean, they had a couple of really bad losses in there. 8-1 first game of the year as I'm sure many of you remember against the Vancouver Canucks but that second period was down there with all of those but it, it stayed under control. I, I think Skinner played quite well in that period and I, I realized he wasn't diving across or uh, having to make saves that looked like they were desperation saves because I think he played under control. I thought Skinner was very calm, very patient in net and uh, was easily the best oiler in that second period and gave them an opportunity in the third and uh, Uh, That Holloway diving goal. Quite an effort there by the young man to give the Oilers the lead. Once they got that goal, especially so early in the third period, I kind of felt like, okay, the pressure's back on now uh, to Detroit to respond a little bit, and they simply weren't able to do that. So the Oilers get the victory. Tell you what we're going to do. A couple of things tonight. Luke Gazdick is coming up this evening. Uh, Luke and I talked – talked in the afternoon so i can tell you exactly what he's going to tell you in a few minutes and this is going to be worth the listen because it's great when you get to go behind the scenes and as as anybody who is a sports fan knows or who listens to sports talk radio whether it's this show or many of the others that are across the country and across the world You usually get more candid stories from athletes after they retire. And that's what we're going to get from Luke tonight, specifically about conflict between player and coach. And one of those is extremely Oilers-centric. Do you remember? Do you remember the Taylor Hall water ball incident with Dallas Aikens? Dallas Aikens didn't like it. Didn't like that Hall threw the water bottle and uh splashed him with the water and got his suit jacket wet. That this was almost 10 years ago, March 22nd, 2014. You remember remember that night the flames beat the Oilers 8-1 in what was uh yet another miserable season adding to the decade of darkness. So Luke was on the Oilers that year and had a very good look at that. And then but that was still public. That still happened in the arena, on TV, during a game. So people saw it, but Luke still has a good perspective. Then he's going to have another story from his time with the New Jersey Devils about a video session in which the coach was quite unhappy and a player pushed back (laughs) and basically said, what are you picking on me for? And uh, it got quite heated. So these, these are, are great candid stories from Luke. And, of course, he'll uh, dive into McDavid's six-point game and where the Oilers are at as well. I have an assignment for you tonight. This is like a kind of our off-topic topic. So this one's a little more artistic than others. It is Valentine's Day. So it's all about expressing love and admiration and uh, I don't know what other words, Kellen. Besides love and admiration, affection, affection, <laughs> whatever whatever you like. I'm just trying to think back to every hair metal ballad, Yeah, yeah every, every, uh, every rock song, every power ballad we've ever listened to along the way. Uh, I would uh, text it. Well, I guess you could phone it in, but we'll have Luke on the show here in a few minutes. 7804960063, text it in or email insidesports at 630shed.com. I would like a love poem. For Connor McDavid, that is 16 words or less. 16, adding up the two numerals in his number, nine plus seven, because we don't need sonnets. Those are 14 lines, aren't they? I don't know. Some English professors like that's not what a sonnet is. Um, so, if you can be bothered to do it, and then we'll get to them by the end of the show if we have some interesting and/or humorous suggestions, submissions, a love poem about Connor McDavid. 16 words or less That is your assignment tonight To the loyal 14 listeners Of Inside Sports Kellen, we have no idea how these are going to go We we had a real good one last week I've already forgotten Anyway, it doesn't matter We did the great uh, Not the great cup picks, the Super Bowl picks We did something else that that was quite fun Anyway, that's what we'll do tonight Because it's Valentine's Day And I guess we have to be lovey-dovey Are we evil curmudgeons if we're not lovey-dovey all day so we'll be lovey dovey towards a player that most people in oil country love. A, a love poem for or about Connor McDavid of 16 words or less. 78049600. 6 3. Uh, I can also tell you, you just heard uh, Brendan Escott had uh, Ian Herbers on the show. U of A Golden Bears at the Saskatchewan Huskies this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday, for a best of three Canada West quarterfinal. It is the first time since 1995 the Golden Bears uh, have not had a home playoff game. That was the final year I was going to the U of A. That was a long time ago. Uh, Now, I guess the only way it would be possible for the U of A to host is they would have to win this weekend. McEwen would have to win on the road against Mount Royal, and then they'd also have to upset teams next weekend. Then the Bears would host McEwen in the Canada West final. That is extremely unlikely. That all that would play out over the next couple of weekends. So, uh, but just something to keep in mind there. Uh, fifth place for the Bears, obviously, kind of an off year for them, even though they have a pretty good record. The kind of the top five teams and the bottom four teams in Canada West, a big division between the two. I, I do think the Bears have a chance against Saskatchewan. Then, if you're talking about UBC in the next round, that would be pretty tough. But they got to start with Saskatchewan this weekend. Okay, Luke Gazdick, tales from coaches versus players when we get back to Inside Sports.
1: Happy Valentine's Day from Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. I love you. 630 Chad, Edmonton's News. Today's talk. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy
0: hitters of injury law. Right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. He joins us every uh, couple of weeks here on Inside Sports, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty, a former Edmonton Oiler, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Luke Gazdick. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reid. How's it going today, buddy? Well, I'm doing great. Always a pleasure to talk to you. We have uh, several Oilers stories to get to, including six assists from Connor McDavid, I got to ask you about something though that happened in the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey, one of the best players in the game, <laughs> bumps and gets angry at his head coach, who, by the way, happens to be one of the best coaches of all time. <laughs> so maybe in that uh, scenario, they're, they're obviously they're both fine with it ultimately, even though Travis has said probably shouldn't have done that basically. Um, you've played a lot of hockey. You've been around a lot of emotional people. Any incidents between players and coaches that come to mind?
2: oh man okay so two popped to mind right away for me uh in an edmonton jersey uh i think back to taylor hall on the bench i'll set the scene for you we're playing calgary on a saturday night battle of alberta um and we were losing handily so this was the game i had fought Kevin Westgarth March 1st at home at Rexall and knocked him out really bad. And this was three weeks later. I believe it was March. I want to say 22nd. It was like three weeks later to the day, to the day. Uh, and me and Westy fought again on his first shift. He came right after me. I remember that because it was a, another good, decent tilt. Um, but then the game just started getting out of hand. I remember it was three, one, then it was five, one, then it was six, one. And I think when it was six, one, I think we went down five, taylor threw a water bottle and slammed it he meant to slam it on the ground but it hit the dasher in front of us where you where you keep the water bottles so the cap flew off or the cap stayed on but it sprayed and of course like just of course it hits dallas eakins our head coach right on the shoulder like right on his jacket and like a good amount of water. I still to the day don't know if it was water or Gatorade because we had both on the bench, but Taylor wasn't a big Gato guy, so I'm pretty sure it was water. And Dallas freaking snapped. Like for a sec took a second to figure out what had happened and who it was. And then he leaned over and just started giving it back to giving it to Taylor. And anyone that knows Halsey personally, like I do, he's One of, if not the most competitive guy I've ever met and was truly, truly just really sour about what was going on in the game. We were getting pumped. It was a Saturday night hockey night in Canada at home, but he starts giving it right back to Dallas. And so I'm on the bench at the time and... I don't really exactly remember what was said between the two. And also the things I do remember were just expletives. So like it was just them. It was a big FU match between the two. And I remember if you watch the video, David Prawn even leans over to Taylor and gives him a tap, like kind of like relax or easy easy, because uh, honestly, I thought I thought they were going to go at it right then and there, and Dallas like very dramatically took his jacket off on the bench and like was towelling himself down, even though it wasn't that much water. And they continued it when we got into the dressing room, um, and that was that was really intense. That was that was probably in an Oilers uniform the the most intense thing that I'd seen happen even anything, player, coach. Um, they resolved it and everything, but it was just at the time, like, oh, man. Like, Dallas is a former player. I thought they were going to go at it. The other one, Reed, I was in Edmonton, but I was with Jersey, and we were doing our video and so it was either the morning skate like in the morning of the game or it was the day before practice either way we're lights off doing the video meeting and john hines our coach who was an absolute snapshot in his own right starts teeing off on us we were not playing well and he just took today or that day to the side that he wanted to have a town hall and really give it to a couple guys uh kyle Mary got it really bad but mike Camillary. john puts this clip up on the screen and it was an offensive zone draw and as a winger you're supposed to lean in and bump the other winger from going out to the point but cammy just let him go through and john does that and just starts teeing off but cammy cuts him off and says "No, no no Clip it. Stop it. Pull it. Run it back. Run it back. And you just see Heinz's head turn back and look at him. And we, would just, we were silent already, but you could hear a pin drop. And then John Heinz uh, <laughs> goes right back to him. You want me to roll it back? And these two start going at it. Heinz flips the laptop, flips it off the desk and stands up. And he starts to go at Kenny. And by this time, we are like separating them. And... <laughs> I swear on hockey, read, I honestly thought it was the first time I was going to see a coach and a player fight, like full fist fight in a dressing room. And honestly, I kind of wanted to see it happen. Like it was, it was about as intense as it got. And that was a relationship that I don't think repaired after that. Um, Cami ended up getting traded later that year. They never saw eye to eye, and especially after that video room session.
0: Oh, I would guess not. And How do you repair that? That would take, <laughs> that would take a little bit of work.
2: <laughs> it's just, you know what? Over the years, some guys take things very personally, and I was like that when I was young. I thought that if my name came up in a video session or we were breaking down stuff, that the coach was choosing me, like choosing to go after me. It took me like 10 years. Honestly, I played 11 years, and it took me like 10 years to realize that they're not always doing it like to attack you. And sometimes people, especially in those meetings where it's a quiet, dark room, you kind of feel like you're backed into a corner. Uh, I'm not using their actions, but uh, I can understand the, the the frustration.
0: Okay, Luke, wow, great stories. Uh, more with Luke Gazdick coming up. As always, he's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Those stories were gold. He'll dive deeper into Connor's six-assist performance. It's Inside Sports on Chet.